0: What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Rosters are being finalized. People are being traded. People are signing extensions. And almost none of it's happening on the Warriors. Clay had some things to say. Clay is always interesting. Going to get to that. A little piece about Damian Jones came out recently and uh, how to get him motivated. And a couple other things. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody? I'm Charles T. Hamilton. This is Locked On Warriors. Pretty slow couple days for the Warriors. They finalized their roster basically immediately after their final uh, preseason game, the preseason finale in San Jose against the Lakers. Alfonso McKinney was signed earlier in the day to take that 14th spot. Still no sign of Pat McCaw. Marcus Derrickson got the second two-way spot. We're good to go. But across the NBA, there were some tougher decisions to be made, tougher you know, how to fill the, the back end of the roster, things like that. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Tyler Uliss who was with the Warriors during training camp. He was waived. He was one of the last three, four guys to be waived uh, before rosters were finalized. He signed a two-way deal with the Bulls, so shout-out to him. Congrats to him. He's a solid player. I was uh, hoping he would be in Santa Cruz. I was excited to see him down there with the Santa Cruz Warriors, but good on him for getting that two-way spot in Chicago. So he's got a chance to play uh, play some games with the Bulls, and who knows, maybe even turn that into a full-time roster spot, full-time contract, all that good stuff. But as far as the Warriors are concerned, man, not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. I'm going to read off, basically, a ton of random moves were made. I'm basically just going to read them off and you know, kind of let you know the repercussions for some of them. A couple extensions were signed today, and one of them is interesting because I think it kind of can pertain to the Warriors. Another one was standard, so to speak, I guess, for Miles Turner with the Pacers. He signed a four-year, and the final number is $72 million contract with incentives, can go up to $80 million, which is solid, don't get me wrong. But after seeing what Clint Capella got, and now what Miles Turner got, the center position, now we're really seeing the devaluing of the center position. And I know you can counter that with Carl anthony Towns. Carl anthony Towns is a different type of talent. But I guess it makes sense as far as centers are concerned. You know, Clint Capella, there are times you can't play him in crunch time because of his free throw shooting. So how do you figure that out? Miles Turner? He's been very good and very consistent, but he hasn't taken that leap yet to the next level. Maybe he does that this year. And trust me, if I had a $72 million contract in front of my face, I'm signing that in a second. So it makes sense. But it's just a little staggering, those two contracts. I figured those two guys could have gotten more. But shout out both of them for getting the bag, so to speak. But the one that's interesting to me and could pertain to the Warriors is Larry Nance Jr., signed for four years, $45 million with Cleveland. Solid deal for him. He's a solid player, does a lot of different things, an energy guy. And the reason why I think it could pertain to the Warriors is Jordan Bell. And we have to see how Jordan Bell does in his second year. It's not a guarantee that someone gets better in their second year. Look at Pat McCaw. But let's say Jordan Bell does have a solid year, does get better, does put up solid numbers, prove that he's a a solid piece for the Warriors, and someone they want to hang on to. That four-year, $45 million deal could be around what he gets. And is that something the Warriors would be willing to pay? Now, all of this does depend on Clay, KD, even Cousins. I mean, we're, we're all pretty positive Cousins is gone after this year. But I think there's about a 1% to 2% chance that he's with the Warriors again. But if he's with the Warriors again, it means something didn't go right this year with him. Like maybe his rehab didn't go right. He wasn't able to fully get back or, you know, who knows. Because the way it works with the CBA and DeMarcus Cousins is they can only sign him. So this year he signed one year, I think $5.3 million, something like that. Next year, they are allowed to re-sign him, but only to one year, six point, you know, four million, I think it is, because they have what is it like early bird ride, something like that, where it, they're allowed to re-sign him and go over the cap, but they're only allowed to re-sign him to one hundred twenty percent of what he signed for the year before. Very convoluted, very annoying, but that's just how it is. So Cousins most likely gone, but we'll see. But back to the original point with Jordan Bell is that 4 years 45 million or you know even around 40 is probably what he'd be looking at from another team in restricted free agency. Maybe it's what he'd be looking at from the Warriors. Maybe does so well that the Warriors say we're keeping him. Period. Forget we're not even letting him get to restricted free agency. Here's your offer. Sign it. You're a Warrior. But it just sounds like the kind of money that Jordan Bell would get in a best case scenario. Now, he could have a slightly better year. He could have the same kind of year. But that just kind of jumped out to me that that would have been the case. Kind of similar to last year with Pat McCaw, where we saw Josh Richardson sign for, I think, four years, $42 million. And I thought if Pat McCaw took that next step in his second year, that would be around what he would get. Obviously, we know he didn't take that step. He took a step backwards, got injured, and now is holding out for... Who the hell knows? Who knows? And his teammates don't know either. Uh, Some other news around the league. The Spurs made it official, even though it already was, but now it's officially official. They waived the retired Manu Ginobili finalizing their roster. So, Manu, it's been good. It's been awesome, man. Going to miss you. Kind of. I'm going to miss you when you weren't playing the Warriors. How about that? That's where I'm at with that. <laughs> uh, across the league, you know, rosters are being finalized. The Sun signed uh, Jamal Crawford. So that's another one that kind of pertains to the Warriors because he was potentially a- an option for the Warriors, not immediately, but moving forward, there could have been a spot for him if the Pat McCaw thing, you know, continues and if Alfonso McKinney doesn't work out. But now, it's not not even an option. He's on a different team. And good for them, good for the Suns. He'll help out, and it's a solid veteran presence for them as well, which they need. But after signing him, they needed to waive a couple players, so they ended up waving Shaquille Harrison and Darrell Arthur, which is interesting because Darrell Arthur carries like a $7 million cap hit. I think he was part of the, I don't even know, the Denver trade, I guess. Shaquille Harrison is interesting just because the Suns need a point guard. Like, bad. They need a point guard. And it looked like Shaquille Harrison was going to get a chance to start for them. But nope, he's cut, and I don't know who it's going to be. De'Anthony Melton? I don't know. Isaiah Cannon, maybe? I just... A weird move, but they had to do it. I mentioned Tyler Uless to the Bulls on a two-way. Good for him. Clippers traded Wes Johnson to the Pelicans for Alexis Aginsa who they then waived? They waved Ajinsa and Jawan Evans. Nothing much there. Just teams finalizing their rosters. I just wanted to give you guys as many updates as I could get that are out there. Um, so that's about it. I mean, like I said, nothing too crazy. couple extensions. A couple minor trades, I guess. Jamal Crawford signed. Still waiting to see if Nick Young will sign anywhere. And the other thing is Nick Young will be... Another option, he's still out there as an option for the Warriors if it gets down to that. I don't know if they even want that, but he's an option. Uh, another one, Wizards traded Jody Meeks cash in a future second-round pick to the Bucks. saves Washington $6 million in luxury taxes, generates a 3.5 trade exception, and the cash sent will offset Meeks' salary. So, again, just random moves here or there to clean up luxury tax, to clean up... Rosters, etc So that's about it Kind of slow on the Warriors front Nothing too crazy I guess the craziest is the The Nance extension that could Be Something to look for When it comes to Jordan Bell in the offseason And then Jamal Crawford signing with the Suns But again The Jamal Crawford thing wasn't going to work itself out With the Warriors Until the Pat McCaw thing worked itself out. And I don't know how or when or if it's going to. And have I told you how stupid the Pat McCaw thing is? And that I think it's really dumb what he's doing? I think I have. I think I've said it on every single episode. And I kind of just want it to be over. But I also think that the Warriors need to play extreme hardball with him. Because he's kind of acting like a brat. Because. And I look, this is me venting and getting it off my chest as much as giving you guys info. Because. You guys have heard me say it a number of times, and you probably don't even want to hear it again. So you know what? I'm going to go to break. I'm going to say it into a dead mic, and then I'll come back and talk some other Warriors stuff because I'm sure I've already told you a million times how I feel about the Pat McCaw situation. Big opening night game. And look, you guys, if you are planning on going in the game, use Vivid Seats, all right? We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person, being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team opening night, Golden State Warriors, you guys. With Vivid Seats, you can attend any concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets. For all the live events you want to go to, you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON for $20 off of orders of $200 or more As a new customer of Vivid Seats, make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Get Vivid Seats and help you get to your favorite live event. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So, stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I just had an epic rant into a dead mic uh, that I think you guys have already heard a number of times about Pat McCaw. So,. Just wanted to get that out there. He's wrong is basically the whole the whole point of it. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Clay, the Warriors have made it known that they want to win a championship in Oakland in the last year in Oakland for Oakland. And Clay had some great things to say about it uh, when he was asked. He said, we want to do it for the fans of Oakland. Been so loyal to us for 40-plus years, whatever it's been since they've been here in Oracle. So that definitely helps with this season. It's leaving a big legacy behind in Oakland because people might not get to see us as much in San Francisco and just enjoying this every night. We have such a special group. We play in front of such amazing fans, and every game is so much fun because it's such an amazing atmosphere. It's not like we're playing in front of six or 7,000 people a night. It's sold out. It doesn't matter who we play, preseason, finals, it's easy to come to work when you've got a fan base like we have. So as I've said before, I just appreciate how the Warriors, Clay, Steve Kerr are all handling this last year in Oakland. They understand their situation where when you look, you know, right across the street at the Oakland Raiders uh, could not handle it worse. And I know it's different moving 10 miles to San Francisco and moving, you know, whatever the mileage is, 600 miles, whatever to Vegas. But the Raiders could not be handling their move worse while the Raiders or excuse me, while the Warriors could not be doing it better. I also wanted to bring up Clay. They were asking him not just about Oakland and how it feels to potentially win a title in the last year here, but how it feels going into their third ring night. And he reflected on that. And Clay, Clay's sneaky, insightful, man. We, we, I have fun with him. I think we all do. But he's, uh, he's pretty real as well. This is what he had to say. think about everything from my childhood, you know, to the journey it took to get here. <clears throat> and, um, Thinking about getting being when I was drafted by the Warriors to have a third banner going up. I definitely did not see that happening, so it's uh, it's been a special special time these eight years, and hopefully the next eight are even better. That's from Clay Thompson on putting up the third banner uh, for these Golden State Warriors, third in the last four years, and uh, I appreciate that because it's so standard and kind of cliche for. Oh, I always expected it. I always expected greatness out of myself. No one else but did, believed in me. Blah, blah, blah. Where Clay could actually kind of claim that a little more than others where, you know, he went to Washington State. He didn't have a ton of offers out there. Played, what, two? I think he might have played three years there and was drafted 11th. No one thought he'd be what he is now. Everyone thought, oh, yeah, he's a nice shooter, and that's it. I mean, the fact he hasn't made, I was going to say, an all-defense. He's an all-defense caliber type of defender. Uh so it was just refreshing to hear that and I you know let me know if you guys disagree with me I think Clay's one of the best interviews because he can be insightful and he can be unintentionally hilarious as well. Uh let me know if you guys don't have the love affair that I have with Clay Thompson but uh I think we all do. I'm assuming most of us do. But if you don't hit me up at CTH415. Uh one more quick thing before we go to break. I just had to give a shout out to the Warriors Legend and here's another guy I think is beloved by Warriors fans for similar reasons to why they love Clay Thompson. Uh, Maurice Bates, Mo Buckets, man, put up 41 points in a preseason game. Uh, I forget which team he was on. It's his, oh man, I don't even want to misquote it. It's his overseas team. I don't know exactly where it is, but they played a preseason game against the Wizards. Mo Buckets put up 41, was knocking down shots all over the place. I'm still surprised that. After his time with the Warriors, he couldn't find a more stable spot in the NBA because, and maybe I overrate it, but three point shooting, man, like most important skill in today's NBA, if you ask me, and most valuable because it literally is worth three points compared to two points. It's not that hard to figure out. So I don't know. I, I you know, seeing him put up 41 was great funny, all that good stuff, but also just kind of reminds me of like, well, why isn't he in the NBA? Why hasn't he been able to find a home? And maybe, you know, we all know he's kind of a goofball, and maybe that's part of it, similar to Nick Young in a way. But I don't know, man. Mo, the Warriors have been trying to find someone similar to Mo Spates for the last, what, three years since he's been gone? Now I know it's a little different because maybe his conditioning and Certain abilities uh, are different from, say, Omri Caspi and Jonas Jerebko, but they're still trying to find that stretch four that can knock down threes. And I understand also Mo played a lot of five, mostly because of his defensive lapses or what have you. But with that shooting, man, I would have loved to see him on the floor with Jordan Bell or Damian Jones, where probably more so Jordan Bell, where Jordan can handle the defensive responsibilities, and you still have Mo shooting on the floor. But regardless, doesn't matter. There's my Mo Spates love story as well. Uh, but great for him, seeing him knock down threes all night and put up 41 points against NBA-caliber uh, players. Again, still don't know why he's in the NBA. Still hope the Warriors can figure out a way to replace him, even though they've been trying for years. Hope it works out with Jarebko. But uh, yeah, that's that's my Mo Spates spiel. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Trend Micro. At CDW, we get that patched together security can leave gaps in protection. I patch things together all the time, like this broken desk chair. Some duct tape, good as new. Orchestrated by CDW, Trend Micro Cloud One provides unified protection and better visibility across cloud services. It's all in one cloud security that can hold its own. Okay. Want to buy some gently used office furniture? No, thanks. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash trend micro. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Going to finish this thing up real quick. Just some Damian Jones stuff, and you guys might be tired of hearing about it, but it's honestly the biggest, besides Pat McCaw, Damian Jones playing well throughout the preseason and also getting Getting the nod to start, which I kind of, you know, if you've been listening to me, I predicted because not only has he played well, but also, you know, they need to figure out what they have before they opt in or out of that fourth year option for him. But Marcus Thompson had a nice piece about, I believe, yeah, I think it was Marcus Thompson about Damian Jones and just his, it's time, you know, put up or shut up time, basically sink or swim. And... He had some quotes in there from Quinn Cook about their time in the G League together and how Quinn would try and agitate him, you know, bring out the Hulk, so to speak, out of, you know, Bruce Banner. I think that's the name. I don't know. But bring out the the aggressive side because Damian Jones is just, if you've seen any interviews or just seen him interact with people, he's a chill, chill guy, quiet, you know, has that nervous laughter. He's not... He's not Draymond Green or Jordan Bell, uh, kind of similar to when Kavon Looney came in. I'll, I'll I'll put it that way, where just kind of a quiet guy, keeps to himself. Uh, not to say that he's like an outcast with the team or anything, but you really have to prod him and work to get that that aggressive beast to come out. And Quinn Cook said, you know, he he would really work on that with him in in the G League, and that's part of why they had such a good chemistry on the court. And, you know, Quinn's a big believer in Damian Jones, thinks he can be great. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins calls him $100 million, you know, because he thinks he'll get a $100 million contract one day. That's strong. I don't know if he'll get that. But I do like Damian Jones as well. And it's also been brought up in recent articles that I, I had mentioned before just from observing DeMarcus Cousins' reactions to Damian Jones when he plays and seeing them interact on the sidelines and things like that. That DeMarcus Cousins, it seems like, is, you know, one of his biggest fans. And uh, that's something Thompson brought up in his article as well. So shout out The Athletic. But just that DeMarcus sees things in him as well. Sees great things in him as well. And is trying to mentor, so to speak, and teach him. for Because it's for best for the team. And it's also best for DeMarcus at this point. Where he, again, his... This run with the Warriors it's about being great it's about being a team player and it's about rehabbing his image a little bit and if damian jones you know has a real solid year and gives a lot of credit to demarcus cousins being his mentor and the guy who taught him blah 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 just all those things i don't and i also don't think it's just a a like publicity stunt i think demarcus does genuinely see something in in damian and you know wants to help but i also think hey it doesn't hurt if it comes out that he, you know, was a major part in helping him, whatever. And another thing uh, Marcus Thompson brought up in the article is having the confidence that you belong on the floor with these four all-stars. And it's funny, it's a thing that it could go either way, where you are on the floor with four all-stars, you're the fifth starter with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green, and you can shrivel up and, like, what am I doing here? Just keep the ball out of my hands, give it to them. Or it can be the, hey, I'm the fifth guy out here with Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond. Like, let's go f*** some shit up. Like, I'm the man, all right? I'm the fifth starter on this team. So it'll be interesting to see how it works and how he reacts. And as I mentioned with, with Quinn, you know, kind of pumping him up and stuff like that, will Draymond and the other guys, get in on that as well. Try to get him to the point of being the aggressor, getting agitating him, getting that, that, that beast to come out because as far as athletically, he is as talented as any center they've had right up there with Jordan Bell. But when you look at the wingspan and height of Damian Jones, you kind of have to give the nod to Damian Jones. And it's funny, man. I've seen some people complain about him on Twitter. Like, They think he's trash or think that the JaVale is better? First off, at worst right now, it's a push. Second off, Damian Jones is 23, JaVale's 31. Damian Jones at least has a chance to continue to get better. JaVale McGee is a finished product, and I love JaVale. He brought something to the Warriors that they hadn't had since, hell, I don't even remember. But the thing is, they have a younger JaVale in Damian Jones. And they have a guy that they can actually try and mold into a better player than JaVale. So, I mean, I, I don't know. People, I love Twitter, but it gives everyone a voice. And some of the voices are, I don't know, a little too reactionary, a little too aggressive, I guess you could say. But hit me up if you think I'm wrong, at CTH415. Maybe you think Jordan Bell should be starting. That's fine. Maybe you think Kavan should be starting. That's also fine. But do not tell me JaVale is better than Damian Jones. That's crazy. That is crazy. So there's my other rant. But I just wanted to bring up Damian Jones, he didn't know that he was named the starter until he was at his press conference after the preseason finale. Here's what he had to say about learning that he got the spot. Uh, It means a lot, you know, just coming from the start, you know, coming in, you know, injured in 2016, you know, going to the G League after that. And then, you know, working my way up, going to second year, going to the G League again. And then, you know, having this opportunity is great. You know, just shows all the hard work, pays off. And that's the other thing, people that haven't followed... His first two years in the league, or kind of outside the league, honestly, in the G League, it is a good story. It is a really good story uh, as far as his progression and eventually becoming the starting center on the back-to-back champs with four other All-Stars. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about the situation. Uh, I think Damian's been probably um, one of the best stories in camp for us. Um, You know, we, we were committed to giving him some minutes, but we weren't sure what we would see. I think he's been really good. You know, he's so athletic and uh, he runs the floor hard. And, um, you know, he's starting to get a feel for where he's supposed to be. And he's made some nice passes, some nice plays. So we're really happy with him. He'll start opening night. Um, I won't commit beyond that. But, um, you know, he'll start opening night. And uh, we'll we'll see. Hopefully we're healthy enough to... You know, have everybody ready to go. I think we will be. Um, Draymond obviously needs needs time to get in shape. and um, But, you know, KD, Steph, Clay, they should be fine. And, and that would be the lineup. There it is. Steve Kerr. Just giving you a little roster heads up. A starting lineup heads up. Damian Jones will be starting. And on a human side, man, that's got to be awesome for him. Just... That moment. That's one of my favorite parts of sports just the human elements that we don't really focus on as much. But just like I talked about with Alfonso McKinney signing that deal and Damian Jones starting now, and you know, draft night like when guys get draft, I just, I'm a sucker for all that stuff. So I love it. Congrats to Damian Jones. And he mentioned Draymond should be fine to go. Uh, at this moment, he is good to go. He'll probably play in shorter spurts and probably play less minutes just as far as conditioning is concerned. But he is good to play. He'll be starting tomorrow night. And I am friggin' jacked. I cannot wait. I know I've teased it a bunch in, like, preseason, like, oh, it's here. No, tomorrow it's official. It's here. Warriors basketball is back. And I can't wait. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.